this is only one stage next. It all depends on what happens tomorrow in Parliament, as uh, as I think Rob has been saying. If uh, Parliament uh, votes tomorrow positively, then the government will almost instantly uh, introduce the bill to give effect to uh, that meaningful vote. Uh, so we'll see the legislation which puts the treaty that the uh, EU and the UK have agreed into UK law. The Prime Minister is very keen that happens by the 31st of October, so he can leave on the 31st of October. There have been other people saying that's really incredibly quick to pass uh, pass such a major piece of legislation. But the EU has also said they think they can ratify it by then. So the pressure is on. Pressure will be on Parliament to pass this bill. But it is going to be very controversial. There's lots, lots in it and they're likely to have lots of amendments to the Withdrawal Agreement Bill as it goes through. Uh, Everything changes, obviously, if the Prime Minister's deal goes down tomorrow, in which case he, under the uh, piece of legislation that MPs passed back in September, is required to ask for an extension. It's not clear the EU will agree, but he's required to ask for an extension. And if he gets that extension, then we may be on a path towards a general election. Well, let's make the assumption then that the vote goes through and the political declaration, which was also renegotiated as part of this, then comes into force. What does that mean for trade between the UK and Europe? What does it mean for the opportunities for trade deals between Britain and other countries? So it's really interesting. The political declaration is very different status to the withdrawal agreement. The withdrawal agreement is an international treaty which puts which is put into UK law. The political declaration, if you like, is a sort of initial sighting shot of where do the two parties want to end up. And what's very clear and one of the things that sort of led the Prime Minister to do his very different deal with the EU to Theresa May's deal is that the Prime Minister wants that relationship to end up in a very different place long term to the one that uh, that Theresa May wanted. So uh, this is a much more distant relationship that he's aiming at. So what we'd assume then is that negotiations will start on a free trade agreement and defence and security cooperation, though respecting the autonomy... Yes, well, if of the free trade agreement, we use this phrase, but it's not just that it'll, things will go on as they are. No, um, well... If we don't get agreement by December 2020, which is the current deadline withdrawal agreement, then the UK, or actually more accurately, Great Britain, so England, Scotland and Wales, not Northern Ireland, because that will be covered by the now semi-permanent relationships uh, set out in the withdrawal agreement. But uh, Great Britain would actually fall into what we've been describing to date as no deal, so no guaranteed access to the EU market, tariff-free. But they'll need to negotiate on tariffs. They've both said that their objective is tariff and quota free trade in the free trade agreement. So they'll be trying to negotiate that. But they'll also be doing lots and lots of agreements on other things, aviation cooperation, data transfers, um, rules for financial services, if they want to do a sort of enhanced uh, way of recognising that rather than just fall back on the EU's normal rules on third countries, loads and loads of things that they'll be trying to sort out in a very, very short time frame. One of the things that all this uh, this humming and hiring over the last year has done since Theresa May's initial deal with the EU has eaten very dramatically into the time to do that future relationship negotiation. Rob, in just a few words, what's the timetable for tomorrow? So the timetable is meet at 09.30 at London time and then have votes around 2.30. Thanks for much, That's Rob Watson, our political correspondent, Jill Rutter from the UK in a changing Europe.